life is more than just what we physically see. That life is more than what is just visible to us. That the things that we struggle with uh, are not just things that come up with the five senses. That there is a life, there's the physical, visible life, the temporary things in life, and then there are the eternal things. Hey guys, I am so excited about the next few weeks. Uh, we're going to dig deep uh, into the idea of spiritual warfare, primarily out of Ephesians 6. Uh, this is something that has been heavy, heavy, heavy on my heart for many months, uh, and I've just got to a place to where I'm ready to start dishing it out. I'm excited. Uh, but I want you guys to know uh, we're going to break this up into several smaller parts. Uh, there may be one to two a week. Uh, coming out over the next few weeks. This is something I would love for you guys to be a part of from day one. Uh, I will want you to be a part of it like this. I want you to get your Bible, and I want you to listen through it, go through the podcast. Uh, if you're watching on YouTube, go through it, listen once, uh, read through it, take it all, take notes, and then go through the Scripture and then just pray through it. This is something that the Lord has laid specifically on my heart for this podcast. So I want you guys to listen to it, Take it in, take notes if that's what your thing is, and then take some time to pray through it and let God uh, speak to you uh, just in a deep way. I think it's going to be an awesome thing. Also, before we get into it, I would love for you guys to continue to just give some shout outs about what God is doing in your life through this podcast. I love reading it. It's encouraging to me. It's also encouraging to other people. So comment, uh, share it, like, subscribe, whatever platform you're watching or listening on. Uh, be a part of this thing. Uh, I, I think that God is doing some cool stuff. And this is the thing we always say, if God uses this in your life, he will 100% use it in someone else's life, and you have no idea the internal and eternal impact just you sharing or copy and pasting and texting this podcast to one of your friends or your family members. God's using it in your life. God's going to use it in someone else's life. So I'm excited uh, for this series. And I want to start with this, okay? We're, we are going to talk about the idea of spiritual warfare. We're going to talk about the idea of walking through and living this life in a battle sense, meaning that there is an enemy at play, uh, there are things at work that the Bible describes and warns us against that are here, mainly our flesh, sin nature, the culture, the world, and then the enemy, the devil himself, that there are three distinct enemies uh, that are opposing to God and opposing to God's people, uh, and those three things are sin, our sin nature, our flesh, the culture, which the Bible says is ultimately ruled by the prince of the power of the air, the devil himself, and then the enemy, the unseen enemy and the schemes of the enemy. And so I, I want to just come up front and I want to tell you this entire thing, this entire thing is based off of this, this one concrete reality that we have to accept up front, that life is more than just what we physically see. That life is more than what is just visible to us. That the things that we struggle with uh, are not just things that come up with the five senses. That there is a life, there's the physical, visible life, the temporary things in life, and then there are the eternal things. There are the spirit uh, inside of us. Uh, there is God at work. 
there is an unseen world around us. And so I, I want to come up from that. And I want to say that up front before we even start reading the scripture and get into this, because I want us to understand this entire thing starts uh, with us understanding that life is simply more than what we see uh, and what we hear and what we know of the physical world, that there is deep powerful spiritual things at work and at play and God is trying to teach us not just how to live in that world and live with those things but to thrive to strive and to walk in victory over all of those things and that is ultimately the goal for the next few weeks for this series is that we can truly learn to walk in victory truly to, uh, learn to take a stand in this life and to gain an understanding to do that we have to gain an understanding of the unseen things. And so that's what we're going to kind of dig into. And I just wanted us to up front kind of know this. And so in Ephesians 6, we get down to this point where, where God is starting to teach us um, not just about the reality um, of, of these unseen spiritual battles in life, uh, just that everything visible is founded is the, in the invisible, that everything like our physical marriage is really founded uh, in an unseen spiritual reality and that there are the attacks that our marriages face, that our families face, that we face as individuals, our relationship with God faces um, as we go through life, that these these spiritual realities are real and they're true uh, and they are on the attack against us. And so uh, that that's the starting point. And, and as, as, as the Lord is trying to teach us, he starts in Ephesians 6, 10, all the way through 19, and he starts with this one statement. And I, this entire next 10 minutes is going to be on this very first statement and this statement alone because it is substantially imperative that we understand this first sentence that most just gloss over and move on to the other things. But it's within this first sentence that outlays the lens that the rest of the verses need to be seen through. And so we're going to read this in Ephesians 6, uh, starting with chapter, or starting with verse 10. Uh, this is what it says. It says, finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. <clears throat> finally, be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power, put on the full armor of God so that you can take your stand against the devil's schemes. For our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities, against the powers of this dark world, and against the spiritual forces of evil in heavenly realms. Therefore, put on the full armor of God so that when the day of evil comes, you may be able to stand your ground and after you have done everything to stand. So I want to, that's, that's 10 through 13, and I want us to look at the very first scripture, verse 10, finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. So uh, there is a reality set here. And, and to really grasp it, I want you to understand there's two things. There is a command that we are given. God is giving us a command. And that command is to be strong, to be strong. And then it gives us the how to be strong in the Lord and the Lord's mighty power. So the command is for us to be strong. Now, I want to, I want the reason I think most people just kind of gloss over that because they see the word strong and they just think, okay, strong strength, and then they move on and they get it. But the reality of it is, is that word is a very specific word. It is a very powerful word. And I want to take a second to make sure that we understand this reality. 
What this word says in, in the, the Greek, it literally is endunamu. Endunamu. I know it's a funny word, but it's endunamu. And that the, the first part in, it's an, they call it an intensifier. It's just, it's, it's, main, it's like an exclamation point almost in the word itself. It's an intensifying the primary word. And the prim, primary word is dunamu. And it literally means to be filled with power or to fill with power. Or we might process it in the idea of empowered, empowered, being powered. So the command is not necessarily to be strong in the way that we may perceive strength. The command is to be filled with power. That's the command. Be filled with power in or out of the Lord and his mighty power. So the command is not just to be strong in the sense of we think about strength in the sense of be strong. It literally says be filled with power in the most intense, direct, and dramatic way that Greek language could possibly be written. It says be filled with power. Now there's there's three truths that you have to come out of this. And I know that these may seem simple to you. And, and, and after I say them, it may, it may just be followed with a, well, duh, that's obvious. But it's usually the, well, duh, that's obvious things that we miss the most and the quickest because we just gloss over them because they're so simple. So the statement and the command is for us to be filled with power, power that comes from the Lord. That means that there's three things at work here. The first thing that you have to understand and accept, and through this series, you're going to hear me say this a lot. There's things that have to be understood, acknowledged, and accepted. They have to be understood, and then after we understand them, we have to acknowledge the reality of them, and then we have to accept them in our everyday life. So through the whole course of this, this series, um, dealing with spiritual warfare and dealing with the unseen things, you're going to hear me say over and over and over again, this is something you have to understand, and then acknowledge, and then accept it. And there's three things in this that come out of this one command of being filled with power that we have to understand fully. We have to acknowledge it and we have to accept it. And the first thing is that we have to be filled with power. That means that there is zero power already inside of us. There is zero power already inside of us. You don't have any power. Human beings in our hearts and in our minds, in our bodies, we don't have any power. That the, the, the ability to fight and stand against the attacks of the enemy, to stand against the sin nature, to stand against the unseen things, to be able to operate in this world. We don't have the power to do that. There is no power inside of us. We would not have to be filled with power if there was power potentially already within us somewhere. We just got to get it. We have this mentality sometimes that, that we, can, we can grow enough or we can get strong enough or we can get old enough or wise enough or we can develop in some way and that eventually that we can have this uh, strength kind of within ourselves and from ourselves. You'll never be smart enough. You'll never be old enough. You'll never be big enough. You'll never be more powerful enough. You'll never know enough scripture. You'll never know enough. There is no power within you. Power is not in you. There is zero power in you. That's the first thing you have to understand that, that there is no power inside of you, meaning you cannot take a stand. You cannot fight, win against any unseen battle, your marriage, your kids, your family, period. There is no power in you. That power, which is the second thing, that power then must come from an outside source. So the first thing you understand, acknowledge, and accept is that there is zero power inside of you naturally. That means the second thing, that power has to come from an outside source. Our strength has to come from an outside source. Now, we know that outside source is God. But I, I don't want you to think that I'm just saying the first thing in a different way. It, it needs to be understood that there is no power in you. 
and that in order for power to be inside of us, it has to come from an outside source. That has to be understood, acknowledged, and accepted. And the reason that that has to be understood, acknowledged, and accepted is because if we understand that we have no power and we understand that power has to come from an outside source, then what we will have to understand, acknowledge, and accept then, and this is the third thing, is that there has to be a transfer of power. There has to be a transfer of power from an outside source into us. And in reality, that is what Ephesians 6, 10 through 18, 10 through 19 is all about. It's about a transfer of power, mainly God's power. It's about a transfer of power from God into our lives. And I want you to understand that this idea of, of transfer has got to be something that you just chew on for a minute, that you, you take in, you meditate through, because it seems simple when we say, okay, I get it. There's no power in me. And that power has to come from an outside source. But then you have to stop and you have to really acknowledge the definitive understanding that in order for power to move from an outside source and fill you with that power, there has to be a transfer that takes place. So this is the thing, I, and I need you to understand and accept this up front. A lot of times we live under the misunderstanding that when we give our lives to Christ or we begin a, a relationship with God through our faith in Jesus, that all of these things are now just inside of us. That's not true. All of these things are now available to us and we have to take possession of them and only by taking possession of the things that the Lord teaches us in Ephesians is the power, the Lord's power transferred into our lives. So the lens at which everything needs to be studied and needs to be read through in Ephesians 6, 10 to 19, everything, it has to be the lens of God is teaching us in reality, in truth, in practicality, how his power, his true genuine power is transferred into our lives. Now, up front, I want to tell you, the one who is doing the transfer is the Holy Spirit in our life. But there are things that he mentions here through Ephesians, specific things, very specific things that he says we have to take a hold of and once we take a hold of it, and once we put it on, and we'll figure out what that means later, once we put it on, it is by putting that on that the power of God is transferred over to our life. So I, I, want, you, I want you just to take a second, and I, I don't want to do these too long. I want us to do shorter ones so that you can take a minute to really process what I'm telling you. The command is finally be strong in the Lord and in his mighty power. And now we know that that word for strong, be strong is in dunamu, which means finally be filled with power from the Lord and from the Lord's mighty power. That there is a power, there is an ability, there is a, 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 a tangible strength that is the Lord's and the Lord's alone, that he is the source. And the command here is that that power be transferred into our life. That somehow, some way, the Lord's power 
has to be transferred into our life in order for us to be filled with power and to become strong and to become able to be able to fight and be victorious in these battles in our life. So I don't want to go any further than that. All right. And I want you to just take a second. I want you to read through it, read through Ephesians 6, 10, all the way down to Ephesians 19 and 26, 19 and 20. And I want you to start to process that what God is teaching us in this moment, how to do and what is happening. He's teaching us. He's commanding us that we have to be filled with his power. And he's teaching us how to walk and, and have that commandment be true in our lives, specifically how his power is transferred into our life. That's what the armor of God is. That's what the rest of the book, the chapter is about. That is the lens of what we have to look at. God is commanding us to be filled with his power. And then he's teaching us the tangible, practical ways of reality of how that power and through which means that power is transferred into our life. There has to be a transfer of power from God to us. And he teaches us how to do that in Ephesians 6, 10 through 19. And that is what the rest of the series is going to be about, the transfer. I love you guys. Share this. Pray through this. Comment. Get together with your small group, your family. Go through it as a couple. God's going to use this. I believe it. He's using it so much in my life. He's going to use it in your life. I love you guys with all my heart. Praying for you. I'll see you next time.